0: What up, people? Welcome to the Doing Everything Different podcast. I'm your host, Devin Lars. And today we have a very special episode. I'm really excited to talk about the topic of community management and community building. I think this is such a a huge idea and topic for any business or organization looking to um, build deeper connections with folks. And so today we have a very, very special guest. Christine Joseph, who is the alum alum support and special projects community managers for Black Ambition. And she has a wealth of knowledge on this topic. And I'm super excited to kind of hear her take on it and and, um, have this conversation. So Christine, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for allowing this space so that we can chat.
0: For sure. I love it. So let's start with what is Black Ambition and kind of your your role there? And and kind of take it from that.
1: Yeah, so Black Ambition is Pharrell Williams' nonprofit organization committed to provide access, capital, resources, mentorship, literally the list goes on forever, um, to Black and Hispanic entrepreneurs. And so we do that through a national prize competition, um, but we do so much more than that throughout the year. um, Although the prize competition is an annual prize, but we do regional pitch competitions all over, right? We recently, Um, I think last year did one in Colombia, so we've been kind of branching outside of the the US a little bit. Um, And then we've done them at um, Afrotech, we've done so many like various um, events, wherever we know we'll be at, then you can expect Black Ambition to be there as well. Um, Not just with pitch competitions, but you know, just programming panels. We have an HBCU tour that's um, kind of going through various HBCUs right now, even. Um, So really exciting work. And um, my role specifically is to make sure that the entrepreneurs in our network get the resources that they need. The entrepreneurs in our network are bomb. They're incredible already. They're already doing fire work. so they don't need us to necessarily interrupt their day to day or inundate them with a bunch of information. They just need the plug. They need the tools, they need the code, they need all the resources that they need to um, continue doing the amazing work that they're doing. So I'm a, I'm a fan, but I'm also uh, a part of the organization. But yeah, truly I can talk all, all day about Excellent. the work that we're doing within the um, Black Ambition ecosystem.
0: It sounds like a great program. I, I remember when uh, we we met, I think it was in 2021, um, and kind of kept kept in touch over the years and kind of just yeah. seeing it grow from where it first started and even back then of to where it is today. And I mm-hmm. think that there's so many cool things. I see you all do events and different things of that nature. And so that kind of ties into community, right? Community building, how do you kind of leverage and connect with an audience and and be able to create value for them, right? Because there's so much noise and so many different places on the internet and so much stuff. How do you all kind of think about that? Because I know you guys have a, a unique approach around, you know, the aspect of building community.
1: Yeah, you know, I think there's there's several different ways to go about it. I think the most important thing is to meet your people where they are. And so I know when Black Ambition kind of started getting its you know, it's name out there. We still were heavy in the pandemic, right? There was a lot going on and people weren't really trying to go outside. Um, and so initially, it's like something that all of us experienced, right? How do we make sure that we're engaging our networks and the people in our tribe, the people in our communities in a way that is impactful and not overwhelming? Everyone was on Zoom. So do we want to create another Zoom call? You know, everyone was you know, out here trying to create like these virtual platforms. Clubhouse was popping, right? But yeah. there's just so many things that were just going on and it was important for us to figure out how we can serve our people. I think the most important part to that is making sure you know what your people need. And, and I'm speaking generally in general terms for the people who are building communities, whether it's online or in person, ecosystems that are um, either or, or mixed, but once you know what your people need you can kind of meet them where they are and so our people needed resources And so what was important at the time was making sure that we are not just posting just to post on social media but posting real resources so there's an event happening that's in your city you want to know about it black ambition is about to release a new program you're going to want to know about it but then also even down to communications like um, newsletters We think we kicked off the newsletters in the 2021 and it was all resources like that was the mm-hmm. whole goal till this day if you signed up to the black i mean we're gonna harp on black ambition a lot here but mm-hmm. to 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 this day if you are a part of the black ambition newsletter you're getting a bunch of really great resources that are just being delivered to your inbox right and you mm-hmm. want to read those because not only are they you know really cool plug you know moments for black ambition but other things that are coming directly to our inboxes that we get to share with our network. Um, especially being a part of like Pharrell's ecosystem, like that's really cool because we get so many other really great resources. But I think in general, when folks are building, it's just important to know what your people are looking for. If they're looking for, especially on social media, people are, um, you know, building communities by following. They're getting hundreds of thousands of, of, of followers on Instagram, and that's your community too. So you know what they need. Maybe you create a private community now that's getting like curated specific content directly from you. If it's cooking, maybe you did release like a spe- a specific I don't know recipe that you're gonna be sharing with your dinner audience. Like you know, there's just so many different things you can do. But that's virtual. I mean, we could talk about that for a long time, by the way, but. <laughs> That's virtual. I think in person events are unbeatable. Giving yeah. people FaceTime with you, unbeatable. Giving people FaceTime with the things that they're signed up for. So if it's not you, maybe it's a panel discussion, maybe it's just networking. I have a friend of mine that's about to create um, something called Dinner Sense. It's so cute because it's dinner and perfume and different, like, mm. you know, scented items. And I feel. That's the girl's girl move, you know, Yeah. Um, but that's building community. It's in person and she can do a lot virtually, but meet your people where they are so that you can build the right thing and people will stick around.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's a lot to unpack there. I, I think from a standpoint of even going with the email list, right? I think that that's something that's super underrated that you can start to see that is kind of making a, a climb back up because you're, you're kind of, stuck to these algorithms and the, the platforms. And as everybody knows on Instagram and all that stuff, your organic reach is dead. I mean, it's completely gone. I mean, you'll post stuff and lose followers. It, it, it's just kind of, it's crazy in terms of like how much it's changed. And I think people don't understand being able to kind of create your own ecosystem within email To be able to do that because you know for sure it's going to get delivered whether somebody opens it or not that's on them but you know if they signed up that they're actually going to get the email notification how has that changed from what you've seen since you guys implemented email marketing and and kind of the connection with the community
1: so i'll speak a little generally here because the thing about email marketing and this has always been the case i think people started to um maybe they didn't move away from email marketing, but the hype became more about social media and mm-hmm. social media posting and engagement than TikTok and all of that. And those things are still fire, right? Obviously, because that's all everyone's talking about. But email marketing is one of those, uh, it's like the the gun in your, your holster, right? It's like your little uh, secret weapon because people make money yeah. off of newsletters, right? Like the content that you can create because you already you're, you're skipping one barrier here. You're on social media, like you're talking to a bunch of people, but on email, these are pe- these are people that are already primed for you. They've they've gone through the the getting to know you phase, right? And so anything that you're selling in your newsletter has a higher chance of getting purchased because these people know you. You know you're, you're skipping all the other fluffy things, and you get to say like, hey, this is this is my audience. This is my circle. Um, so people definitely are making money off of newsletters. And I think something else that's really cool, um, is... And I don't, I don't know how many people think about this, but... Newsletters are a great way to monetize your community. And I've gotten obsessed with monetizing communities in the last, uh, two years. And I don't think people know that. If you have a huge audience, right, let's say you have 100,000 followers, and you've created a new an email newsletter list that you are you know getting people in. You're sending a newsletter every week or every month, however the cadence is. Eventually, you'll get a very strong email audience, right? And mm. so, if you get twenty thousand, you know, fo- uh, not followers, but email subscribers, that is a great list that you can kind of use and now charge people to like create content on your newsletters. You can charge. Mm eight thousand dollars ten thousand dollars depending on where you are right but you can charge a lot of money to get someone to like add content to your newsletter so you already have this monthly newsletter and now someone's like you know what um i don't know black ambitions like hey we're about to release our prize we want to make sure we reach your audience i mean i i don't want to give anyone ideas so if i reach out to you <laughs> do you say yes okay but anyone else <laughs> You can say like yeah, you know what? That's that's fine. I'm going to I'm going to charge you $1,000 to make sure that, you know, it reaches my audience. My reach is amazing. My open my open rate is amazing. It's over 40, 50%. Like, you know what I mean? These are um, things that you can actually use to monetize your community. And I don't think a lot of people know that. So like newsletters are an untouchable space
0: it it's crazy cuz you just taught me something new because i didn't even think about it from a standpoint of how you can have yeah you can you can have ads because now when you go to these companies you have all of this data of direct people that you could do it and essentially now you become uh uh the the facebook and the instagram because that's what they do they just charge advertisers to get their ads in front of you so now since you have the list you're cutting out the middleman and you're becoming yeah, that's super smart. I didn't even think about that from an alignment standpoint and all of the stuff. That's that's powerful.
1: Gotta be smart, though, right? Yeah. If you are, you know, an influencer talking about, I don't know, cooking, for example, or like lifestyle. Well, lifestyle is broad, but let's say cooking. I don't know why. Maybe I'm hungry and that's what's coming to mind. <laughs> but um, If you're a you know, a blogger or something like that and your audience knows you for cooking, do not accept something on, like, car oil or, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, discount auto parts. Like, that's not going to be smart. But if it aligns, if we're talking about entrepreneurship and Black Ambition, Mm -hmm. for example, since, you know, it's the hot topic, reaches out to you and says, hey, we want to, you know, push this amazing opportunity, um, you, you have the opportunity to say, you know, I have a very solid email list. It has this much reach. It gets this many open rates. Um, Mm -hmm. The open percentage is really high. People are reading my stuff, you know, then there may be some alignment there. Um, Definitely something to think about, especially when you're exploring like sponsorships and partnerships.
0: For sure. That authenticity is important because even with influencers and stuff. So we we run a lot of influencer campaigns. and we have seen some unsuccessful campaigns that people have launched that have went based off following, not based off of interest. And I, and I think that that's a big deal when you start doing that, then it actually deludes your brand too. Right. So like you'll start like getting deluded because you're like, Oh, you're just You're just trying to monetize all the time. So like, how do you find also too, that's another thing of like the balance between making sure that number one, it always adds value to people. Number two, is like aligned with there. And then number three, you're not um, selling, selling all, all of the time, you know, but like if you, if you run ads for other companies, that's a cool way of doing it because then a lot of the stuff is just awareness too of, of, you know, opportunities and stuff like that.
1: So sticking to emails here, I have a bunch of different, I have, I've signed up for so many like newsletters. Okay. I have an email dedicated to newsletters. So I don't, <laughs> You know, Smart. get lost in the sauce. <laughs> um, you know, everybody has like that one spam email yep. that they, I don't ever check it, but there's one person who does it so well. And I think that this goes back to what I said earlier knowing your audience, hmm. you know why they're here, you know what they signed up for, you know the kind of content that they're looking for. And just, it's almost like building relationships in real time with these people. You know what I mean? If you and I are friends, I know you're all about the marketing and media and I hit you up like, hey, I have this amazing opportunity for you. You're gonna love it. I gas it up. I'm all hype. I'm all ready. And then I'm like, yeah, it's to take you to like the Birkin shoe store. I don't know, like something that has to do with like Birkins and high heels. Like you are not like, what does that have to do with you? Right. And is it worth it to, you know, lead your followers into this space where you're constantly selling and it has nothing to do with them? It's almost like, all right, well, I'm going to know after the third time. I'm just not going <laughs> to open these emails. Like, I'm not playing this game with them. Yep. There's one person and there's several people, but there's one person who I've seen do it so well because it's a conversation. It's impactful. It's it's the kind of information that I signed up for. Right, and they have pillars. I'm sure because all the stuff is the same. Not, not the content is the same, but it's always the same pillars. It's always the same type of information within the same zone of conversation. Um, and at the end, is it's like it starts off with like, "Hey, Christine, um, wanted to update you on whatever, whatever, whatever." Like this is the information. It's the meat. This is the stuff that I'm here for, right? And at the very end, it's like almost clickbait because now this person is now kind of pulling me in saying like, hey, you know, I feel like you would really benefit from this resource. I used it, I'm a fan, blah, 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 blah. And then at the very end, it's like, no pressure, but here's the link, you know? And I think it's that no pressure like space that makes it less salesy. But people want to be sold to. They may not always want to sell, but they want to be sold to. I don't know how many of these newsletters I've signed up for. I don't know how many of these like little clickbait things I've clicked. People on Instagram are constantly selling. How many TikTok things have I purchased? I'm, I'm never going to expose myself <laughs> to you, but like, you know, these are people want to be sold to us. I, I don't think people should be afraid of selling to their community um, as long as it's aligned, because then it's less selling. It's more like, I think this is good for you. Like, I think you would love, this Amazon shop that has all of these tech items because we're we're a tech community. We talk about tech. We talk about camera equipment and lighting and you know all the sexy things that come with microphones and all of that. But now it's less about like selling. It's more, it's not the sleazy selling, salesman right. type of car salesman stuff. It's more, I wanna get this information to you. I'm gonna get a cut, but I want you to know that this is something you can use.
0: It's valuable, yeah. And people will want to support that, too. Like, I, I think that's what I've, I've noticed, too. If, if you provide enough value to people, they're going to want to find a way to support you and to be able to, um, you know, continue the stuff and, and kind of pay it forward. And, and if you do it right and you align it right, I think it could be it could be really good. And so I like that strategy. I think that's a really cool strategy of aligning with different sponsors and stuff as well to be able to generate for your email list.
1: So partnerships are such a big key to community building that I I think that's just like one of those things, if you're building a community from scratch, starting small, getting, getting your feet out there, it's going to be easier to get a partner that's aligned with what you're doing, the kind of community that you're building, than to try and, I don't think there's anything that beats it, honestly. You can create, a post every single day and post on social media every single day, I'm trying to think if there's something that would beat that. Like yes, consistency and Mm -hmm. like showing up online and all of those things are very important, very important, but having a partner, someone that you reach out to and you guys are aligned and this person is um, highlighting the work that you're doing in your community organically or um, authentically rather, then now whoever's in that person's audience sees what you're doing and now wants to take a look. So consistency still matters, because if you're not posting anything, then they're not, there's nothing for them to see. If, if you and I are working together and you're amplifying something for Black Ambition, your audience goes and checks out Black Ambition. There's absolutely nothing being posted on the page. There's nothing going on. The last post was two years ago. Why would they follow? Like, why would they
0: engage? Do right. you have an example? Okay. Like, I'll, what that I'll give a
1: hypothetical like. example. Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: Okay.
1: So, um, I mean, this is this is a hypothetical example, but it would never be because Black Ambition is on it with our social media page. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's use Black Ambition. So, if Black Ambition is partnering with you, you have a very great audience fire and we want to get the word out about our prize your community is fired mm-hmm. and we do some kind of like amplified partnership where you are creating a bunch of content to promote our prize but mm-hmm. on our page there's nothing going on the The last post was two years ago um, we barely engage like, we barely, like you don't see anything when your audience comes to our page and sees nothing they're not going to engaged. They're not going to follow. They're not going to like, there's nothing to like, there's nothing to follow. You know what I mean? So the consistency still matters where you're creating content and all of that. But now let's flip it on its head. Um, I'm going to give a different example. Uh, dang. I should have had these examples ready. It's me. cool. Cause <laughs> why,
0: why you're thinking about that? Cause I, so something happened recently with us when you talk about partnerships and just kind of like exposures and collaborations (laughs) is I noticed that we, the last two episodes that we released of the podcast, it exposed, you know, the people that we had on the, on the show, it exposed the podcast to um, their audience. And then we got a lot of their followers that came over from that to be able to go and engage. And so I think when you said that in real time, it was just like, oh, we literally have been experiencing this. Like we knew that there was going to be some sort of like, you know, people coming from the network, but we didn't know that it was going to be this much exposure to be able to set it up. So when you said collaborations, it made me think about creating content, having somebody come on your show. It kind of like those type of partnerships, I I think, um, work really well. And it's something that we've just literally seen the last week.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I think the the beauty of it is there's some kind of like mutually there's a mutual benefit to both mm-hmm. parties, right? And so this aligns with like creator to creator, for sure. Business to creator, for sure. Corporations to creators. So back in the DEI days where these corporations were looking for all these opportunities, if you were a content creator that was talking about um black people in corporate spaces then they would reach out to you and say hey we want a partner now you you're probably going to get money maybe you'll also get their audience right they have a large audience let's say i, I don't want to name a brand but like let's say Dell right mm-hmm. there's a computer in front of me reaches out to you and they're like hey you know you create a lot of content about black people corporate corporate errand type of content, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> and we want to work with you. We want you to create four, a series of four videos that highlight specific D&I topics. We're going to post it on our page. Boom, your page is going to blow up because now you're reaching a different audience. But then they're getting something as well because now they're getting some information and content that's relatable and informational for their audience. Their audience will be their employees, right? Whatever that that looks like for them. But... I think the most important thing is like recognizing that to grow a community it's very hard to do that by yourself and in the spirit of community you probably shouldn't be doing it by yourself right Right. so kind of reach across to the people uh, near you or above there's probably someone else that's doing something similar to what you're doing or aligned and then just do not be afraid I think people are more open to partnerships than other people give them credit for, right? Mm. Like just reaching out and saying, Hey, I've been seeing the work you're doing. I'm very impressed. Um, I think we can work together and just make sure that you find a way to make it mutually beneficial. But I think there's room for a lot more partnerships, especially when building something.
0: For sure. I agree. I think partnerships are the most, the I'm learning that more and more how powerful like what you said partnerships are and, and and the exposure and the opportunity and then to be able to like you said make it mutually beneficial because I think that's also where people get caught up they make it too transactional or they'll make it like where it's it's just you're asking for stuff without providing enough value and I think that's where the miscommunication is you have to make sure that this is going to be valuable to the person especially if they're they have an audience or something ahead of you you're like okay I need to make sure that this is presented in a in a a place where it's going to make sense for them
1: yeah yeah you know the other thing is knowing that i mean this is important to me and i think some people it goes over some people's heads like not all partnerships start the day you meet this person or the day you start mm. building a relationship for example you and i we met in 2021 it's 2024 and we're now doing something like this you know That's- what i mean you, I think you sent me an email and it was light. It was just like, hey, I'm just checking in. I saw you guys did demo day. I'm just, I'm just saying hello. And if y'all need anything, I'm here. I think those types of like relationship building pieces make partnership conversations a million times easier. Because you're at the top of my mind. Like, I know this guy. I know somebody who could do this. If There's a thing that needs to get done. I know somebody that can do it. Kind of like what we say in Miami, like everybody knows a guy. But (laughs) that doesn't start with someone saying like, you know, that that constant, I don't know, um, transactional relationship. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to be that way. And I think when you don't think of it that way, when you are going out to network to meet people and it's not always super transactional and it's not always super, super salesy, then there will be a moment where you kind of like circle back and you're like, hey, you know, I saw you post that you were looking for this opportunity. Yeah. You know, I have all of these resources. I do this, I do this, I'm him, I'm the guy, I'm the <laughs> one. Like, it's easier for me to be like, Yeah, sure, like let's talk versus some random person that just like slid in my DMs, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think our philosophy of how we do that, and I'm glad you brought that up and I and I appreciate that because that's we wanna make it light, right? Like our whole thing of how we've built our agency is always: if you provide enough value to somebody, they're going to keep you around. They're not going to get rid of you if you don't if you're not providing value. So our whole goal is like provide value, and that's all you focus on because the rest will take care of itself. And I think that those things will get you indoors, and it will create opportunities for you know situations, partnerships to come up, and you know for things to um, to connect. And and Absolutely. so yeah, I really believe that. For sure. So I
1: have,
0: I have a question. So, so kind of pivoting of, we talked about email marketing. We talked about building online. We talked about kind of community partnerships, reaching out. How do you see, especially nowadays of like how we could combine this, like online, offline, in person, like you said, it's way more powerful of seeing somebody in person versus doing it digitally. How do you look at that from a standpoint of building communities and how Companies, organizations can kind of like merge the two of online versus offline.
1: Mm. So this is going to differ because I can I can see that there are a couple of brands that just do better online. They're they're just that's their bread and butter. Everybody is everywhere. they they have like a national reach, let's say. Um, but I still think that even still. There's always different ways that you can rally your people together um, that makes it super impactful. So for Black Ambition, we have the So Ambitious Dinner Series, and we do it in various cities. We've done it in Miami a couple of times. We've done it especially like during Basel. Typically, whenever there's like a big event that we know, of course, like I said, we are going to be at. Um, mm-hmm. And so that might be Afrotech, South by Southwest, um, we'll do a So Ambitious Dinner. Because we know the bigger crowd across the nation, are, they're all gonna show up to these massive events. Um, but the So Ambitious Dinner is such a special opportunity because what we do is we bring together the entrepreneurs, we'll bring together ecosystem builders, we'll bring together innovators and investors and corporate partners and all of those people in one room. Mm-hmm. That makes it so much easier for you to connect, to collaborate. It removes that like initial like hi, how are you? like mm-hmm. what's your business? Mm, it's not that special. Like, you know, mm-hmm. cuz and I'm not saying that that's how we think, but that's how people think. Like yeah. In general, people are sizing you up when they meet you to see if you're worth their time or worth the conversation. It's unfortunate, it's so unfortunate, but it is the fact, right? But in this space, this so ambitious dinner, it removes all of that. Because if you're in the room, and I'm in the room, we're on the same level. I don't know what, I don't have to like, get you to prove to me that you're worth, you know, And I'm probably saying that totally wrong.
0: (laughs) But my point,
1: thank you. The point that I'm making though, is like we create a space that people can engage, collaborate, grow, build together, even just say hello, let's get connected and see what happens in the future. Um, And because we're constantly doing it where most of us are gonna be anyway, you're gonna see this person again at the next Sunfish's Dinner, right? At the next South by Southwest or or any of that. a little sidebar to community building, um, I guess, on the network building side. I think it's super important to go to several of these kinds of conferences if you're trying to build your business, build your brand, get people to see you. Go to these conferences, go to them, but don't like go to waste time. Like have an intention. You want to meet these people. You know what? Ask me that. Ask me about that later, because that's a hope.
0: I can, I could do well, that. No, this. For a- I I think this is good, right? Because I think how i don't know if you have tips on it, like how do you go to these networking events and introduce yourselves because like you know i'll I'll do speaking and stuff, but when I'm in networking events, I get socially awkward sometimes where it's just like it's so many people and you're like what do i like what am I supposed to say like yeah, you could spark up a conversation, but like even for me it just gets it gets weird sometimes, so like how do you do you have any tips of of when you're going to events like that and you're in spaces like that that you can um just introduce yourself or how does that how does that look for you
1: um i do have so many tips about that okay like and i could talk about that for a very long time but i lost track of the last thing i was saying and i feel so bad because i felt like i was i was like wrapping it up too but it is All what right. it is i'll probably remember when we go back to it but um, specifically for, um going to an event. So let's say you're going to South by Southwest. I have a little bit of a strategy. It was gifted to me by my mentor, whom I love. Um, but I I use it because the thing is, yes. It is I'm I'm not socially awkward, but I'm super super like I'm socially awkward at the wrong time. Right. My social battery should be on high when it needs to be on high and it is negative like at the wrong time it just happens and so there's not too much that you can do to like get over that except for practice like there was a time where you couldn't find me you couldn't find me doing it, even this so it. like people are going to feel socially awkward in the very beginning it just is not everyone you mm-hmm. have there are people who are like social butterflies ready to go can meet and mingle and connect with anybody in the room. Great, love that. But we're talking about the socially awkward people. So for them, um, just know that that's a thing for you. Mm -hmm. Um, If you know that you gotta take a couple of bathroom trips just to like psych yourself out, talk yourself in the (laughs) mirror, it's okay. Like bake that into the plan, right? Like make a plan so that you can be successful. Um, The other thing though is it's important to know, it's like that process starts way before, it starts way before the conference. It's not when you get there and then you're like, all right, who do I talk to? Everybody's already mingled up. No, you actually start ahead of time. And so the tip I have for beforehand is to do a little bit of research. So you can go on a conference website. Let's say you're going to go to Afrotech. Afrotech just feels easier for me to discuss, mm-hmm. and I love Afrotech. So let's say you're going to go to Afrotech. And you know, is coming up on November 2nd. Way before then, the website is up. It tells you everything about the conference. It tells you who's gonna be there. Who all gonna be there? You will know. So you get to go on each speaker's like bio. And what I do is like, I'll read a little bit about their talking points, of course, but then I'll go on LinkedIn because they're already engaging about, they should be, they're probably engaging already on social media. And the thing is if you know you want to meet one of these speakers, let's say it's to get a partnership later on and the later on down the line you you know like the CEO of a certain company is going to be there and you want to meet them, you can look them up on the Afrotech speaker list, read a little bit about them, then go on LinkedIn and that's where you'll see like their child their oldest daughter just got accepted into Harvard, their mm. youngest daughter just graduated from like Cornell. I don't know. But then they're also talking about themselves. They just released this new feature for their platform. They're about, they're hiring these new people. They just undergone this new change, whatever that is, right? But they're, they're updating. They're keeping the public updated on some really cool things that are going on with their businesses. This gives you talking points. So now do that for everyone that you can. But then the other thing is like, just know like, Arming yourself with information about the conference, about the speaker, about the topics, about the end goal for the conference, about the end goal for that person, helps you to now know what you're going to talk about when you get there. I've had it happen to me. I've been the person who goes up to someone and it's just like, hi, and it's almost like, how's the weather today? Like, love those shoes. And that can only take you so far. Like, that can only take you so far. But if you've gotten a little bit of background on the person you're going to talk to, just be like, hey, like you're, you're Bob, right? From CEO, CEO of ABC company. Hey, I saw that you guys were launching this, you know, I I love that you did that. Tell me more, like how did it go, you know? Mm. Like, that's a starting point. That's a little early conversation that takes you beyond the, hi, my name is Bob. Oh, yeah, my name is Lisa. Nice to meet you. How's the weather today? Oh, you're from Canada. Oh, my God, it must be cold. Every conversation is the same thing. Oh, you're from Miami. Oh, I wish I lived in Miami. Yeah, I know. But, like, we can only <laughs> go so far. So right. it helps to, like, have early context. I think the other thing that's really cool is if you, like, let's say you're just in the room, you're not talking to the CEO of... ABC company, like you're just talking to everyone else, it helps to know that everyone's there to network as well. So I think just removing that like, I don't know, there's like a few things like, oh my God, this person might be more important to me. Oh my God, this person might be judging me. Just remove all of that and just start a conversation. Like, hi, how are you enjoying the conference? Did you see that session? Oh my God, it was so great. And the worst thing that can happen is the person is just not feeling it. And that's okay, not everyone's for everyone. It is what it is, we'll talk to the next person. if you're a drinker, get yourself a little wine, not too much, you know, soften your, your muscles a little bit, but it takes practice. Like at the end of the day, all the things that I just said, you might still go up to someone and totally bomb a conversation if you've never done it before. And it just takes practice. It's it's okay to start somewhere. Not everyone is already up where they need to be. It's okay to start a couple of times, go to a couple of conferences. If you don't want to start at a big conference, Eventbrite has so many different things going on in your local city. Go and mix and mingle. Last thing I'll say, because I know I'm talking so much.
0: No, this is great information. I'm taking notes.
1: <laughs> the last thing I'll say is um, the reason, one reason practice is so important is because, yes, you'll kind of get over the initial nerves of it all. People have to do this whenever they're transitioning industries as well. right? You spent your whole life in communications, and now you're trying to dive into consumer products and services or now you're trying to get your new business out there and it's totally different from what you're used to. You, you're going to have to get into that practice groove all over again anyway because now the talking points you're used to are no longer the same talking points. So practice is important no matter what you do. But the other reason going to these events so many times is so important is because you're going to see the same person again. I've made lifelong friends from going to conferences. We don't see each other. We're not even in the same city. But like, I have a friend right now I met at a conference, we literally sparked a conversation like at lunch. And it's like, every time there's another conference or another event or I'm in her city and she's in my city, it's like, girl, what's up? Like, we're here, we're gonna have a good time. And now we're real friends. But let's say we didn't actually get to the real friends part. The next time I see this person at a conference, it's like, oh my gosh, hey, it's been a year. How you doing, you know? It's nice to see you, catch me up. And now it feels less like I'm the only one in the room that doesn't know anyone to, oh, my God, I know everyone here. I've seen them before. You know what I mean?
0: That's that's so that's such good info. I mean, I I think from from a standpoint, I'm serious because I'm like, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Because I think so much of us, I know for myself, once COVID hit, I got into this routine of like being isolated and Mm -hmm. and i was i was at events i was speaking i was doing all this stuff and then COVID hit and i just got into this routine of just not doing that and i think that it has been i think a lot of us are going through that of just like oh okay we've gotten to this like oh you have to be social again and having to do all this and i and i think that it is important to have that face time with people and and i feel that it, it definitely feels different when you get in front of people versus being looking at them through a screen you just Body language is different. The way that you, you can pick up side conversations, like there's a lot of stuff, and a lot of value. And so I think what what I'm taking from this and what you just said is is doing your research is just like in anything. Right. You, you want to go into something feeling prepared and is knowing as much as you can. I, I think that that's a really good strategy of having that and having that that data to be able to start that conversation. So I, I really like that. That helped a lot.
1: Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, the community is such an interesting thing because it's so broad. I mean, it's broad. We can talk about community and like how it helps your business scale. We can talk about community and how like events play a role in that, partnerships play a role in that. Um in-person, virtual platforms, like there's just so many things that you can talk about, but it I think at the end of the day it just takes you knowing the audience you're trying to serve knowing how frequently and how regularly you're going to show up because it's a relationship right at this point if i'm expecting you to show up every day and you're only posting or you know sharing information with me once a month our contract is broken like the trust isn't gone like i don't i don't really want to engage here anymore um so yeah there's a few things but then at the end of the day, like if you know who you're serving, how you plan on serving them, and then you're being very intentional and authentic about that, then the rest will fall into place, you know.
0: Totally believe that. That's that's dope. I, I mean, I think that there's, yeah, I think you shared so many gems and, and different perspectives of way that I wasn't thinking about it from the email marketing list of being able to collaborate and how to set that up to even just in-person community. Right. I think, like you said, there's so many different elements to community building. Um, these are some, these are some great tips. What are, what else do you have anything else of just like tried and true? You know, I live by this. I know the value aspect of it, of, of being able to provide that, but from a community standpoint of how you look at it from a holistic standpoint, what are your, are there any like, okay, here are the three pillars that you need for building community or do you have anything like that, that you can kind of share?
1: Again, it's such a broad topic. But if I, well, so we could also talk about um, platforms. The, I was going to go like, yeah, we could we could talk about this, that too. <laughs> um, if you're building a community from scratch, like you're starting a new brand or you have a brand, but it's just like slow on the community or you want to start engaging people within your brand. Um. I think a couple of things are important. Of course, picking out your platform is important. Picking out where you want to engage, and you can have several different platforms, but just know that all of those platforms are going to require something of you. So choose wisely, right? Like pick one, grow into the next one. That's an option. If you have a team and you have the budget, then perfect. Like tap into TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, and then have your own private community on Circle or Mighty Network. Like you could do all of that, right? but I think a a couple of things that are important would be one, making sure that you have a system in place. This is now going like on the back end of it, right? We've talked about the the lovely front end things on the back end. I would say making sure you have a system in place. Um, Community building is it's, it's, it's personality, but it's work, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's authenticity. It's all those like lovely things as well, but it's also work. So, Figuring out your systems are going to be important, and so knowing what what would be your metric for success within your community is it that you get you get a hundred thousand followers? Like, but so what if they're not purchasing from you? So now mm-hmm. now you're prioritizing email because that does work for you, and so the metrics for email would be um, to make sure that you have over thirty percent open rate or um, like, let's say you were doing a partnership, and so making sure that they're sharing at a certain time. Like, there's there's a lot of that. Um, I think the other systems that exist are, I guess, like, management, like, resource management, content management, because if you can plan ahead, then you won't have to worry too much about, like, getting in the weeds or getting falling behind, especially if this community is not, like, your full-time job. Like, yeah. it is mine. <laughs> so... Um, having like a system in like the amount of days that you're going to dedicate to building this community the content you're going to build who's going to build it when are you going to post it um yeah i mean and then there's there's tons of other like metrics and KPIs and tools i'll say one i'll share a platform that's really really cool that's been focused on all things community is cmx cmx um Really great platform because it helps people learn. It's like a. It's just like AfroTech is for Black people in tech. CMX mm-hmm. is for community builders and those who are interested in growing or learning how to scale their communities. And scaling your community directly uh, can directly help scale your entire business, right? In ways that you probably are not even thinking about. But that platform is really good. Um, Speaking of conferences, I did not plug uh, the Houston Applied AI Summit that's going to be at the end of the year, and that's a great way to go and, like, network with other people who are also building their communities in tech. Um, so, yeah, there's just there's a lot of different ways. I, I, feel, I feel like I need to, like, draft up a blog post, share that with you so that you can share that Let's with the the people and be like, yeah, all right, that's how I can, Let's... like, one, two step, this is how I can do it
0: and we're starting our email list. So, for everybody listening that wants to do this, you can go to doingeverythingdifferent.com and sign up for the email list. And then maybe we set up something in a structure like that. And so, going back to the community. I, I see it here, it's cmxhub.com. Yeah. You also mentioned Circle. I've never heard of that. What are what are are there some other platforms from a community standpoint?
1: Yes. <laughs> um I'll I'll name I'll name a few. Some that you may already know, like you may already know about Discord, you may already know about uh, Telegram, of course, all of the social media platforms. That's a great place to build community. But then Circle is a place that you can go and build a private community. So imagine how Facebook allows you to have Facebook groups. And so many people still have Facebook groups. No shade to Facebook groups. But Circle, platforms like Circle, Teachable, Kajabi, those are for, well, Teachable and Kajabi are for like courses, mm-hmm. uh, but you could have a community on there as well. Circle and Mighty Networks are two other platforms. The thing that makes them different is that you literally have a hub in which you can charge for your community. So that goes back to what I was saying about monetizing your community. You have a bunch of people in your space already. So this is a good, a good way to get your tried and true folks in one area. If you want to charge them on a monthly basis, you can create like a monthly subscription for those people who want, like, you know, even more content from you or better content from you, right? Um, Like I said, I used the, the cooking example earlier. Sure, you have a social media platform where you're posting like really cool cooking techniques and cooking cookbooks and all that. But now in your private community where you're actually charging, you can create curated content that's like, here's, uh, my cookbook for the fall here's my cookbook yeah. for the winter let's talk about like i'm gonna invite private panelists to now come and it's now martha stewart or i don't know like someone like or or orchards and sweet tea on instagram like she's got food and cookbooks and stuff like that's a great way to monetize and the people who are tried and true to you they're gonna pay that money like they're gonna pay the 25 dollar subscription fee yeah. You get a bunch of people, a 1,000 people paying that $25 $25 subscription fee. That works out. And then you can upsell various things. But Circle, Mighty Networks, these platforms allow you to create that, like, super cultivated, curated community and charge. And even if you don't want to charge, you can still do it for free. Um, And then you can also have, sorry, segmented groups. And so let's say your general community is about cooking. But then there's one that's more specific to uh, Southern, you know, soul food cooking or Asian cooking. Like you can have separate groups for each each person, but all in one space, which makes it super easy.
0: I love that. I just looked up Circle. It looks it looks cool. I think I really think this is like the future of social media. Right. And because social media was essentially social right community. But I think it's become so interesting that it's going to break off in these kind of subcultural community, private community, you know, where it's like less so many people, but more so of just condensed of like, okay, here is my tribe. And so I'm, this is going to be interesting to see how it evolves over over time and how these social platforms end up changing.
1: Instagram's already done it. Instagram has yeah. broadcasts, right? And so. Yeah. Now- Now you have all your followers, but now you can create a broadcast where you're talking specifically to a group of people that are interested in a certain topic. Lovey on Instagram has her book club as a broadcast. I'm all up in there. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hear all the book recommendations she's got. I want to hear all of her thoughts on the most recent book that she posted about. But that's that's a curated community out of all of the people that she has following her. So yeah, people so are I
0: picking just up. I just started a broadcast and I, and, and I just started it like posting stuff. The thing that I don't like from a creator standpoint is there's no dialogue, right? It's just like you send it out and then you can't like, you're going off of likes, but there, you can't even comment or, or respond. So it's kind of hard for me. It doesn't feel like an interaction. It just kind of feels like you're just sending stuff out from a user, from your perspective of the broadcasters that you're in. How have you found that? To, have you found that to be challenging, or do you like the structure of how it is?
1: So for I I can only speak on Lovey's. I like it because she's she's sharing more than she would be sharing on her personal page. Lovey also has a Mighty Network platform, which I think they even featured. Like Mighty Networks, I think they featured like Lovey as like a I don't know creator of the year. I could be wrong, but um, her Mighty Networks platform is dope as well. So. That's my problem with broadcast as well. That's why I don't have one. No. I have been craving to start a book club for years now. And I just get stuck on the platform piece. I don't like it. Well, I'm sorry, Facebook. But I don't like Facebook. I don't like logging on to Facebook. Yeah. Something, I don't know about, like why, but I just have this trauma in me that if I press the wrong button in Facebook, then I'm going to release all of my sixth grade pictures or like... <laughs> and i just That's don't funny. want that to happen so i just don't log on at all um i'm not dealing with that type of trauma but <laughs> uh, there's also whatsapp i've i've considered like starting my book club on whatsapp because whatsapp actually has even though we're it's known for like group text or like conversation it's a great platform to build um like a curated community uh mm-hmm. One community I'm a part of on WhatsApp, even though I shouldn't be anymore because I don't live in Miami, is like the black girls in Miami chat. I love that chat. That's such a wonderful, warm, beautiful community of amazing girls and like, but that's on WhatsApp. You know what I mean? It started off, I think, I want to say like when I joined, it was 30 people and now it's a whole lot of women. Um, and they've done subgroups within their groups. So I agree with you. Broadcast doesn't work. But for me, like, I'm only a part of Lovey's and I love hearing her perspective. So that works for me. But I, I'm i not joining anybody else's broad. I mean, sorry, y'all. If anybody.
0: Hey, but- it is what it is. <laughs> no, it's true. It's It's a weird. I think they'll figure it out. But it's just it's too much of a one way communication. And I. For me, it's just like, you're not getting any type of feedback. I mean, you get it with likes and stuff, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel the same as somebody could comment or respond. You could do a poll, but you can't do a poll for every single post. Not so it's it's been yeah. kind of interesting. Not the same. I love this. This has yeah. been extremely, extremely valuable. I, I, I think from a standpoint of, yeah, if people want to get in, in touch with you and, and kind of, I don't know if you have an email list or you're building out a community or where can people... Um, subscribe because I think you have a wealth of knowledge and um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in how people could get in contact with you.
1: So all of this wealth of knowledge gets posted on my Instagram page. I'm actually going to do a couple of plugs if you don't mind. Of course. So plug number one, the I don't know when this is going to go out, but the Black Ambition Prize will be released soon. So for those who are within the, you know, Black Hispanic, um, HBCU space, Um, you're building something great, you're an early stage entrepreneur, you're looking for these amazing opportunities to continue growing and thriving in your business, blackambitionprize.com, I can't tell you when it's going to launch, but it will be launching soon. So I think that's on everybody to just kind of like stay updated on the platform and, you know, check out the Instagram page and LinkedIn and Twitter and all the other platforms. All right, that's the first one. The second one, obvious, go on and follow It's Christine Joseph. Oh, sorry. It's Christine Cherubin, because your girl got married. It's Christine hey, Cherubin uh, on Instagram and LinkedIn, because that's where I post all of this amazing community knowledge and information, and I'm nowhere near done, as y'all probably can tell on this call. i have just like, I'm like, we could talk forever. What is it, only an hour? Right. <laughs> um. And then lastly, the Houston Applied AI Summit. Um, My husband and I are launching that in Houston at the end of the year. And so if you go to HoustonAppliedAI.com or HTXAppliedAI.com, and that's where you can just kind of like stay up to date. There's tons of really cool things going on in Houston. We just moved here a year ago, and I'm just like really excited to build community, but in another city.
0: I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll link everything in the show notes so everybody can go and check that out. And then when you all launch that stuff, if you want to send us the assets, we'll, we'll definitely post it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate your conversation. And I could definitely tell that you're going to be on for a part two to, to do a deeper dive into it and, and look at some other sections because there's so many, like you said, so many different avenues of, of community building. But really appreciate your time and the knowledge that you share with our community.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: It was amazing. Thank you.